CA students, family, and new friends, thanks so much for joining us tonight on this live stream. Hey, if this is your first time on our live stream, I just want to give a special shout out to you. Thanks for joining us. I'm Noelle. I'm one of the pastors here, and I say let's just dive right in. Jake last week kicked off our new series, Dare to Hope reminding us that Jesus' hope isn't wishy-washy, right? No, Jesus' hope is confident expectation for the future based on God's character and his faithfulness in the past. Come on, that is so good right there. And tonight, I want to keep talking about this Jesus' hope, something I know I've needed a lot of in this season. Before we dive in, would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you, God. And Lord, we are so thankful for the Jesus hope that you offer us in every single season, God. So Lord, I pray tonight, would we hear the Jesus hope? Would we hear the hope that you're speaking over us, Lord? Would we come, um, if we're hurt, if we're broken, if we're tired, if we're weary, would we come before you tonight, Lord, and just have a fresh encounter, have a fresh touch with your hope? Lord, we love you. We say it all in your name. Amen. CA students, has there ever been a time in your life when all the circumstances were just like, nope, turn around, this is hopeless? For me, <laughs> this was on a hike with one of my friends. You see, we were moving one of my best friends out to Denver to start seminary. And we just decided, let's make this epic road trip out of it. And we decided to leave LA, go to all the national parks from here to Denver, um, and just have so much fun. So we got in the car early in the morning in LA, drove six hours, and got to Zion National Park. And, you know, we had been driving, and we, like, woke up early. So we decided, let's just do like a little baby hike, you know, just like something to get moving, something to just get going. So we looked at the map and we're like, oh, how about this one? Let's do Angel's Landing. Okay. <laughs> what we did not know about Angel's Landing is that this hike was called Angel's Landing because it was so high, it was so steep, and it was so narrow that no human could essentially get to the top. Only angels could get to the top because they would land and like fly on the top. So this is like a really hard hike. So we're like going along, it's great. And then we hit this one point, <laughs> which now the rest of the hike looks like this tiny narrow path. I kid you not, you look down and on both sides of you, there are thousand foot drops. Like you guys, there's chains that you need to hold onto because it is so high and so steep. It's crazy. So some hopelessness started to kick in because I looked at my water bottle and I was like, I'm not prepared for a July hike in Utah right now. I drank all my water. I looked at my shoes and they're just for like my old sneakers with like zero tread for climbing like these crazy heights. So that was pretty hopeless. We weren't really prepared for a hike like this necessarily. And so the sun kind of looked like it might go down while we're on this crazy hike. But you guys, the hopelessness was stirring, right? 
But this was the cherry on top. I kid you not, this man stopped us as Rachel and I were like, just kind of like, should we do this? I don't know. It's kind of scary. This man stopped us and literally just starts listing off statistics of how many people fall off of this hike. Like literally, it was hopeless. (laughs) So see students, I'm going to pause that story because maybe you're coming in tonight with the weight of this season on your shoulders. Maybe you feel like you're totally running on empty. Maybe you're feeling totally ill-equipped for this season and the loneliness and the isolation are starting to kick in. Maybe there's voices in your life that are just continually reminding you what's wrong in the world and you're feeling that hopelessness. You hear we're doing a series called Dare to Hope and you're asking yourself, How can I dare to hope when everything around me feels so hopeless, when everything around me feels like it's going wrong? CA students, I want you to know that this is a question that the Bible does not ignore. The living word of God has truth and life to speak to us tonight. So let's dive in. We're going to read from the Old Testament, Testament book called Habakkuk. Try saying that one, Habakkuk. He's a minor prophet, and this book is kind of like a journal entry with Habakkuk and God and recording their interactions. Habakkuk is living in a hard time. God's people are living in a way that they completely forget about God, and because of that, they start dishonoring God and ultimately dishonoring the people around them. And you guys, It doesn't really sound like it's going to get better anytime soon in the book of Habakkuk. So naturally, Habakkuk's confused, and he's scared, and he's wishing things were much better than how they currently were. He spends the first and the second chapters talking with God, pretty much saying, what is going on? God, where are you? What are you doing in the midst of this? Has anybody asked that lately? And God reassures him that he's the God of mercy and he's the God of justice and reminds Habakkuk that God has the final victory. We pick up here at the very end of this short little book. It's only three chapters. So we pick up in chapter three and let's see three things we can learn about having hope when things seem hopeless. So we're going to look at Habakkuk 3 verses 17 to 19. Here's what it says. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, pause, yikes, (laughs) that's all I have to say, yikes. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. What does this passage teach us about living with hope in what feels like a completely hopeless season? Point number one, get real. Point number one, get real with God. 
I love this passage so much because Habakkuk starts by getting very real with God, letting God know what's happening in his life. And guys, this isn't just like poetry or like some pretty descriptions. No, these are very real circumstances that would have affected Habakkuk's whole livelihood. You guys, no fig tree blossoms, no grapes on the vine, failing olive crops, empty fields, and all your animals are dying. That's almost covering every ground of basic survival for Habakkuk in this time. He's getting very, very real, and he's totally in touch with what's going on around him. See, students, my question for you is when was the last time you got really real with God? I know I can avoid getting really real with God. I used to work with preschoolers, and nap time would come around, and you could see in these little preschoolers' eyes that they were so tired, but they'd come up and be like, no, 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 I'm not tired. No, I don't need a nap, right? (laughs) But it was so obvious that they were so tired. Sometimes I think I can act like that with God. He knows I need his encouragement. Yeah, I'll stand there and say, no, 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 I'm not discouraged. I'm okay. I got it. I'm okay. Or I'll be battling with this one sin, and I'll say, no, I'm not broken. I can handle this on my own. Some of us might be comforted right now by the fact that we can get real with God. Some of us, though, (laughs) might be a little bit more like those preschoolers and feel like, I don't need that. I don't need to get real with God. But here's why we can and we need to get real with God. Number one, because following Jesus isn't about faking it through life. I'm so thankful for that. It's not about faking it through life. It's about living a transformed life in him. And number two, if you don't acknowledge that something's wrong, that means you're not inviting God to come in and do a healing work. CA students, I invite you to get really real with God. This includes challenging things happening around us, but this also includes the sin that's happening in us. Guys, he can handle it. He wants you to draw near to him with what is really happening in your life. Often getting real with God starts with getting real with someone you know and you know loves God too. Many times in my life, uh, I have come before a leader, someone I love and trust in my life, and I've confessed a sin to them. And you guys, it was so freeing. I encountered Jesus' hope because I got real with somebody in my life. Or I've come to a leader and just said, hey, I'm struggling in this season. And you guys, I encountered Jesus' hope by getting real with that leader. So you guys, I encourage you to get real with somebody in your life that you know loves you and loves Jesus and you can trust them. CA students, finding hope in a hopeless season, it starts with getting really real with God, repenting of our sin, confessing that it's hard, saying that we need him and getting honest before him. And you guys, I want to encourage you to get real with God and get real with somebody in your life that loves God and that can shepherd you. Habakkuk goes on after getting really real with God, and he shows us where hope can be found in a hopeless season. Are you ready? Let's look at verse 18 again. Here's where the hope is. Verse 18 says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. 
Where is hope found? It is found in the Lord, in the God of my salvation, in Jesus. So point number one, you guys, was get real. And point number two is get in. (laughs) Get in. What do I mean when I say get in? I mean get in relationship with Jesus. Do life with Jesus. Habakkuk just included some of the details of how heavy and how hard and how challenging this season's circumstances were for him, but he still claims that there's joy. Joy is possible. He claims that hope is possible, that strength is possible, and that life is possible. How? How is this possible? It's possible in God. Habakkuk had lost it all, but he hadn't lost God. He had hope in God. He had hope in Jesus. Jesus' hope, right? You guys, we are born, or the Jesus' hope Habakkuk had is offered to everyone. But every single person has to decide to receive this Jesus hope. Because we're born putting our sin, we're born in sin, putting our hope in all of the wrong things until if we decide to turn away from those things and to trust in Jesus. We're going to look at this verse in Ephesians 2, um, verses 12 through 13, and it says, in those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. Here it is. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ. You're in Jesus, right? Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. To know, to experience, to enjoy all the benefits of Jesus' hope, you've got to get in. It's only in Jesus that all of our sins are completely forgiven. It's only in Jesus we can be restored back into relationship with the Father. It's only in Jesus that we become children of God. It's only in Jesus that we receive the Holy Spirit to transform us, to guide us, to comfort us in all circumstances. It's only in Jesus that we're saved from eternity without God and instead we'll experience eternity and life with God. It's only in Jesus that we are assured of ultimate victory. This sounds really good, but how do I get that in my week, in my every day? Getting in relationship with Jesus is not just one event. It's a whole lifestyle. Some of you might feel good at getting in relationship with Jesus on Wednesday night programs or at your life group, but then you feel discouraged or hopeless the rest of the week. I would invite you to pray, to read your Bible every day, not because it's like just the right thing to do or because it's going to make God happy, but because that's what we need. You see, in Jesus, because of who Jesus is and what he's done on the cross, there is a forever hope available to us for every single circumstance we may walk through. Jesus has power over that circumstance. That circumstance is not the end of the story. So even though we are living through a pandemic, even though we haven't seen our friends, 
even though there's so much division every time we log on Instagram, and even though there is injustice and unrest racially in our country, yet we can rejoice in the Lord right now because the story isn't over. Because a way has been made for us to place our whole lives, including our hope, back in the one place it can be sustained, in the Lord, in the God of our salvation, in Jesus. So here's what I'm saying. If you've never decided to get in with Jesus, to place your faith in him, and to repent of your sin, I just want to encourage you. Do it. Put your hope back in the one place that it can be sustained. And you guys, getting in with Jesus, I just want you to know it's not this exclusive club, but Jesus has made it clear that the door is open for you to get in relationship with him. And for those of you who have given your life to Jesus, I just want to encourage you, let's cultivate a lifestyle with Jesus of getting in deeper and deeper relationship with him. How do we do that? We know his promises. We make sure we know the word. We put into practice what he says, what the Bible says. We're in true, active, deepening relationship with him. We do life with him on a daily basis by praying and talking with him. And we plug into community, being around others who are going after Jesus too. So you guys, in light of our lives in Christ, in light of our hope in Jesus, let's move on to point three. Remember, get real, get in. Now we're going to talk about get moving get moving. Take just the next step of faith to keep walking in Jesus' hope. This is the last part of the passage. In verse 19, it says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Oh, I just have to say that again. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. So get moving, right? But some of you might be thinking, and maybe you're like me because this is what I think, but I'm not strong enough yet. But I don't feel super sure-footed and stable right now. I, I just really don't think I'm ready yet. But remember, our hope is not in our strength. It's not in our readiness. It's not in our abilities. Our hope is in Jesus, right? And here it's saying that Jesus himself will be our strength and that Jesus is going to be the one to make us sure-footed. So if we're in him, then we have what we need to take that next step of faith. God can make you able, right? He can give you that strength, but you are the one who gets to make that choice of taking that step of faith. So back to my story really quick. How did Rachel and I make it to the top of Angel's Landing, this hopeless, impossible hike, right? We made it to the top because we broke the hike into smaller steps. We said, okay, how about we just get to that next rock? Okay, how about we hold on this chain and then we'll see how we're doing once this chain ends? How about we get to that next tree, right? So we kept making these checkpoints. We kept just saying, what's the next step 
that we could take on this hike. And you guys, we eventually got to the top and we were amazed. (laughs) We could not believe that we made it to the top of this impossible hike. Also, just a fun side note, Rachel and I knew this verse in Habakkuk. So when we're like literally scaling a mountain in Zion, we're like, he makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread on the heights, sure-footed as a deer. Like, so pretty fun. But ultimately, we just took those next steps of faith. Aiden, if you want to come on up and just play in the back. So what step of faith is God inviting you into today? What small step of faith can you take as you walk forward in Jesus' hope? Maybe that next step is giving your life to Jesus for the first time. Maybe it's jumping into a life group even though you feel like you don't really know anybody that well yet. Maybe it's confessing a sin that you've been struggling with to a trusted leader so that you don't have to walk through that alone anymore. Maybe it's saying no to some times on social media, on Netflix or video games, because you want to say yes to making time for listening to God's voice in your life. What is that next step of faith you can take to continue to walk in Jesus' hope? And you guys, if you don't know off the top of your head what that next step is, this is what your leaders are for. This is what your life group is for. Get in community and talk with them about your next steps of faith. So CU students, I want to take a moment to pray about all of this together. I want to pray for you, though, if you have felt especially hopeless in this season. I just want you to know that God has put you heavily on my heart, and I've been praying for you if you feel hopeless in this season, if you feel like you need some Jesus hope today. So why don't you go ahead and pray with me. Jesus, I thank you that you've made a way that we can get real with you, God. And that, God, we need to get real with you, Jesus. And so maybe tonight you're listening in and you need to take that moment to get real with Jesus. You need to confess. You need to ask for his help. You need to repent of that sin. Maybe you need to come to him and get real and just say, I've been struggling, God, in this season. I need your help. And Jesus, I thank you that your arms are open to us to come and to be with you in that way, God. And Jesus, I ask for your help, Lord, as we get real. Would you help us think of leaders in our life that we can talk to, God, um, and get real with them to help us get real with you, Jesus? Maybe you're listening tonight and you hear that invitation to get in relationship with God for the first time. I just want to say that is open to you tonight. And so if you want to put your faith, if you want to put your hope in Jesus for the first time, you can just pray this with me. Jesus, I confess that I need you. I need you to forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I trust you. I need your help. I place my life in you, Jesus. And I want to walk to eternity with you, God, as my king. So, Jesus, thank you for the way that you love me, God. Maybe tonight, too, you want to get moving. 
You want to know what's that next step of faith that I can take. And so, Jesus, I ask right now, Lord, would you help us, God, to know the next steps of faith that you're inviting us into? God, would you show us how you are making us sure-footed, how you are giving your strength, God, as we take those steps of faith? So, Jesus, would you just be calling students right now to life groups if that's their next step of faith, to time with you daily if that's their next step of faith? And, Jesus, I just thank you for your hope, God that goes beyond any circumstance, that goes beyond any season, God. And we just love you, Lord. And we say it all in your name. Amen. Hey, if you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time tonight, would you go ahead and just text this number? We want to do life with you. And we want to just help you um, with the next steps. So you can go ahead and text that number. You guys, Jesus' hope is the only hope that is truly sustaining. The hope that Jesus offers us is the lasting, true hope. So you guys, we can dare to hope in a season of hopelessness as we get real with the struggles, as we get our lives in Christ, and as we get moving in the steps of faith that God is inviting us to. Oh, so thankful for Jesus' hope. See, students, we are going to move into a time of after party. So we're going to take a five-minute little break right here, but stick around. We got some games. We got some fun stuff for you. So uh, stay on. We got after party next.